1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the Cooligans, stupid. What is good, everybody? What, what a day. What a day. What a day for, you know, I think uh, I'm happy for Alexis to be out in Istanbul for the Champions League final, but he's missing out. Really, the the biggest news in the world that's happening in America, because Lionel Messi has announced that he is joining Inter Miami, and it is it is absolutely rocking the 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 American soccer uh you know world. So this is an, an incredible day. I'm excited uh, to to do the show today with a special guest, the homie who I've known literally for years. Usually, most of the time I've seen him has been uh, uh behind the camera. When I first met. Our guest he was behind the camera doing a lot of production, doing a lot of editing, doing a lot of stuff. But the last couple of years, you've seen him absolutely blow up on TikTok and it just become a, a proper soccer influencer. Am I right, buddy? <laughs> because uh please welcome everybody, the homie Jack
2: Grimsey. What's good, man? Hey, thank you so much, Christian. It's been a dream and now it's a dream come true to be on your guys' show. Like like you said, we've known each other for years and it feels incredible. Thank you, man. It means the world, man. Uh this has been uh look,
1: it's I, I, we're, we're gonna get to the career of Jack in a little bit, but there's there's a, a lot of show. Uh, to do. So uh, we'll, we'll get the pleasantries out of the way for anybody who is new here. Uh, hello, my name is Christian Polanco. That is Jack Grimsey. Uh, obviously, you don't care about me. You don't care about Jack. You care about Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it real. I mean, that is probably why you're here. Uh, for all the the new uh, the new maybe fans of soccer, maybe just the, the Euro snobs. They're all of a sudden a little bit more interested in what's going on in, uh, in Major League Soccer. We are here to, I don't know, what, like, uh, to, to, to guide you to hold your hand through you know through gam and tam uh because they <laughs> <laughs> everybody could use a little bit of help and that's uh what we're here for it exactly so uh jack let's uh let's oh be, actually before i ask you a question i just want to make sure uh that i uh, that i show this because uh, I think this is the proper, this is the right way uh, to start <laughs> this show. Because I just had a baby boy two months ago, right? Uh, Mateo, he's a, he's a lovely, Yeah, I call him a young man already. That's it. <laughs> two months, that's it. You're an adult, kid.
3: You said he, he reached a level 100 of babying, I believe, <laughs> the last time we were talking about it.
1: <laughs> My man is, uh, he is, uh, you know, as far as uh, baby experience points, he is crushing it, all right? Uh, but... Mateo, right here, he's he's also on board. He's very excited that Lionel Messi uh, joined because right now, we're looking at, if you're listening to this, we're looking at a picture of Mateo.
3: Wh- sorry, could you raise my mic?
1: Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no problem, buddy. <laughs> uh, do we cut that? we keep it? Who yeah, knows? who knows? Uh, don't interrupt when Mateo's on screen. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. <laughs> how dare you, Mike? You know how upset he is now? This is his TV debut. So, uh, but, but we got, this was a gift. Uh, this onesie was a gift. From uh, uh, our executive producer uh, Neely, and uh, if you if you're listening, it says uh, it's about to get messy, and it's 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 adorable to obviously see a baby wear uh, a onesie that says it's about to get messy, and then here's this one with a soccer ball. Let's go. With the, even the kid is on brand. You already graduated him to size five, like, <laughs> so he's ready. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't need the size uh, two or three uh, soccer ball. He's ready to go. So Jack, let's. Go through it because Lionel Messi is now. Uh, yeah, we saw the video, he announced that he's going to be joining into Miami. The, the the first, at least my feeling, is uh, and forget the like the, the impact that this is going to have on American soccer, but it's just like I'm just giddy as hell. I mean, this is like a really, really cool uh, uh, thing that we get to uh, obviously see the greatest player that's ever played the game. Um, but on top of that, it is just it's just a spectacle. It's like so many people are going to now immediately start caring so much more uh, about this uh, league. And and, and the trickle-down effect is that it will only affect and improve American soccer. So what, what were your first uh, uh, thoughts when you first uh, heard the news?
2: Yeah, well, what, it's day two now. It still doesn't feel real. doesn't yeah. feel like it's actually happening. And I think until, until he sets foot on a pitch in MLS, it's gonna still feel a bit <laughs> surreal. But once we cross that, like you said, it will be the whole messy media circus. I was talking to you before the show. Everyone who's just a regular reporter, not even a sports reporter, not even a soccer reporter, right. is gonna be there uh, trying to get some messy.
1: Yeah, I saw um, uh, Paul Tenorio was on uh, was on NBC News talking about the, you know the, the the announcement and literally the the headline for for like the for the article uh, was. Um, Messi joins MSL and it's like, "Bro, we got
2: <laughs> we got a long way to go." It's Messi Soccer League. I heard that was that was part That's of his deal. It- they were going <laughs> to change the name of the league.
1: <laughs> Which is it, it, so even we should talk about his deal. So the the early uh like details that I've seen was uh part of the draw for him to pick uh, Inter Miami and and join MLS was the the offer from Apple. I, Apple's apparently offering um, a, per, uh, a, a portion or, or a percentage of the subscriptions from MLS season pass. That's one of them. Uh, the other one I heard is that Adidas is also going to give a portion of jersey sales directly to uh, Messi. Um, and it was it was something else. Uh, oh, oh, and then uh, obviously ownership stake in Inter Miami, and then possible um, uh, an opportunity to to have an expansion club uh, in Major League Soccer. So that's quite a bit. Um, some people feel like. You know, it, it sets a, a, a terrible precedent, but which, I mean, I tell those people to shut up because Messi's coming. <laughs> uh, don't please don't disturb <laughs> or disrupt any of this happening. You got to yeah. make exceptions, right? <laughs> there are there are special circumstances <laughs> without
2: breaking all the rules for Beckham. We wouldn't be here now. Exactly. So, right.
1: And it's like and, and Beckham was a uh, an absolute. Like tabloid sensation, right? A lot of people were uh, interested in this man's. Uh, they appreciated his footballing ability, but I mean, he married a Spice Girl. Everybody they loved the haircuts. They loved the the big ass pants they used to wear. <laughs> he put he had his a white guy with cornrows. My man was confident, yeah. right? Yeah. And so people appreciated that, and he was a media darling. Lionel Messi is a. It's not even like about media darling, right? The man is a god. I mean, let's just be like the way people spoke about Maradona, the way people spoke about uh, Pele, it is it is he is a religion. He is a deity to especially Argentinians, but really to uh, a, a lot of people. And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, you have to, you know, get on your knees and pray every time you see Lionel Messi. Uh, <laughs> but people but, do
2: pray to Messi.
1: I mean, <laughs> but do as you wish. <laughs> pray to your gods however you want. Right. Um, but that is the 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 impact that that he really has he is he's just one of the most um influential human beings that has ever existed on the planet let's like I'm not even exaggerating by, by saying any of that so it, it is you know the fact that they would do all these things or make all these kind of um you know changes uh, uh to the rules to try to get him I'm like in the end, everybody sort of pays off it, it pays uh, everybody kind of eats right because every team uh I, I already saw this uh that a- every single home and away game for into Miami uh after after uh you know uh, like mid-july or whatever is sold out yeah so and ticket prices are 500 percent what they <laughs> were on Tuesday <laughs> so people are cl- clearly willing to to pay so it's like it's not something that bothers me even one bit because exactly and that was a great example with with how Beckham changed this league we wouldn't be able we wouldn't have the amount of teams that we have uh we wouldn't have uh you know some of the incredible uh, uh markets that we have like and seeing uh, the the soccer fandom and growth I, I'm I have literally no issues I don't know like it, it, should anybody have any
2: reservations Uh, if you support any team that's not into (laughs) Miami. (laughs) But otherwise, like, if you're just a fan of the league, if you're just a fan of the sport, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're just a fan of the U.S. national team, everything's going to improve from a soccer perspective. And... Yeah, I don't think any reservations are necessary.
1: Exactly. All right. It's Just like people just trying to ruin the party. The, the uh, yeah. <laughs> So um, we were
2: uh, you or know, if you're Barca and you <laughs> you have to do a statement like what they did. That we, was petty. That yes, was
1: petty. Actually, yeah. Th- thank you for bringing that up because I forgot about that. Um, that uh, what what they did. Stupid, they
2: didn't bake it into that video. That would have been like, the <laughs> icing on the cake. <laughs> right, or just like and, reply and, reply yeah. to yeah. the tweet with the screenshot.
1: The announcer. So yeah, let's uh <laughs> let's take a quick look at this. This is the un- this was the. The, the press release, I guess, from uh, from Barcelona this is official club communications. Right. And this is from uh, <laughs> President Laporta. Right. And he uh, he said this. He says, quote, uh, uh, President Laporta understood and respected Messi's decision to want to compete in a league with fewer demands further away from the spotlight and the pressure he has been subject to in recent years. Bro. The the pettiness, the saltiness, the jealousy is is uh just very very apparent. So my my issue here is that I think it's it's completely disrespectful to Messi, right? He could have would he have said this if he went to Saudi Arabia? You think he would have said this? This same exact thing, a league with fewer demands, right? It's just like you know when it's a 1.6 billion dollar offer it's like all right there's nothing to re- i just I, I think it's it's very specifically targeted at mls and this this assumption that we don't take the sport seriously uh so so it's just like a, such an unnecessary Dig. Uh, Dude, uh, I just
2: want to ask Laporta: Have you ever played soccer in the Florida? <laughs> heat?
1: Tell me what these fewer
2: demands are. Right, right. Of, of traveling, like
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. The travel in MLS, like the, you know, I mean, talk to MLS players that are making seventy five thousand dollars a year. It, you think their yeah, you lives are fly, not? You gotta fly commercial. You gotta
2: play on <laughs> turf. Like,
1: They're, are their lives not demanding? It's a little bit difficult. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but it, it's a uh, the, the 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 specifics. I, I saw some quotes from Messi um afterwards and he basically said uh that there wasn't any real discussion about money um with Barcelona they hadn't even gotten to that point it was essentially they they basically told him like we'll, we'll try to make it work but then it, uh, the 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 cost essentially would be that they would have to lower other players wages they would have to get rid of other players and he's like he i, I think it's fairly evident he did want to go back to Barcelona that was probably his first choice totally um but at, 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 he, did, he was like, he, I, I, I think this is his quote, but he was essentially like, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm like, I'm not here to ruin other people's lives and other people's livelihoods just because I want to go back and, and, and go back to uh, you know my, my
2: old club. So- um, And then they would have had to get special permission from the Liga, which they would have been happy to do. But exactly. Exactly. Again, well, it's, it's, it's a little extra. So he's, not, he's not that kind of a guy, right? He's not that kind of a guy. Oh, oh he said, yeah. like, everything's going to change. Everything's going to be crazy, and, like, everyone's going to follow him around. But he's not that guy like Beckham who is just trying to eat up the spotlight. Or even, he's found if, himself in the spotlight because he's
1: if it such was, a player. If it was Ronaldo and they said, come back to Real Madrid, but we're going to have to, you know, get rid of 80% of the roster so that we could pay you, he'd be like, all right. Let him know. <laughs> yeah. Let him know. Right. Let him know. Right. <laughs> just make sure my locker's clean when I get there.
3: <laughs> Eden Hazard, bro. You're out of here. You're gone.
1: I'm just saying I think it says a lot about I think it says a lot about Messi's character and a lot about, you know, uh, Laporta's character as well Mm. to to kind of have this unnecessary dig. And it's an uh, and it's a dig at him as well, because Messi just won a World Cup a couple months ago. He's not he's not coming to uh, 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 demand less of himself or whatever. And we I mean, look, even at PSG, Messi was what? When we you looked at the the stats of of like his running,
4: yes. he doesn't move. The no, guy he just stays run.
1: where. He, I mean, that's his game. He's yeah, not yeah. running around anymore. So even at PSG, his his uh, uh, you know had had fewer
2: demands uh, uh, as well. He could have said that when he went to PSG originally <laughs> from <laughs> Barcelona. So I mean, maybe he just had had it already written all and that, wanted to air it. But. I think all
1: all all this says to me is that American soccer is starting to become a little bit of a threat to to the European football elite.
2: Yeah, to the established order. That's yeah, why it's yeah. scary. That's a- why he's And they're like, ah, oh,
1: League of Food Demands, retirement league and blah blah blah. Y'all are scared. <laughs> Admit it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean people definitely are. You've seen a lot of people on Twitter like dismissing the move, oh, this is the end of Messi's career. Ah, oh, this is it. You know, Ronaldo got a little bit of that when he went to Saudi Arabia, but I feel like this is just a dismissal of American soccer in general.
1: Right. It's because of where he went, right? Yeah, it's just like yeah. in in nobody. I I don't know. Look, I'm not watching al halal matches <laughs> regularly. I don't know what the quality of of the Saudi league is. I mean, they 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 were impressive in in Saudi Arabia was impressive in the World Cup. They obviously beat Argentina in that in the in the first in the opening game for them.
2: Um, but it, it's a it's just it's. Is what? The Saudi League not trying to do the same thing that MLS is doing? Spend money, bring in stars, eventually elevate the whole quality of the league. Exactly, they're doing the same thing. It, they're a few years behind, but they have more money to pump in. Exactly, but, and it's a
1: it's a common uh, you know business model. I
3: was going to say this Saudi League, whatever they're doing right now, seems like MLS five or ten years ago when you had Frank Lampard, Pirlo, right. David Villa, players like that coming in. Now, I mean, we're MLS is kind of taking a different path. You know, we're starting to get young players. It's kind of a mix of that old and youth. But the Saudi League. They've gone full. Watch, you know, watch MLS. You watch
1: know. MLS. MLS merge with Live Golf.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna be an insane. <laughs> uh, so look, it's it's uh, wild. I'm 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 thrilled. Uh, I think this is just gonna be such a huge uh, opportunity for uh, just the American soccer to grow. I mean, I uh, and then leading into the World Cup, who knows how long he plays in MLS? I would imagine he's probably going to play in the next World Cup. I don't get any sense that he's not. And and if he does, and he's... I mean, the other thing, he's also... He might win a Ballon d'Or as an Inter-Miami player. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. It's, like, so... Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, like, I get excited about just, you know, from the business perspective of how this can change uh, um, the league, but it's a just i am thinking about the just like from a small scale like the inner miami play the academy kids that get to go watch dude, messi the guy that
2: got messi's tattoo on his arm right, last right, right. year <laughs> in training like dude it's insane
1: uh, but but those guys those uh, they're going to go be, be able to watch messi train maybe some of them are going to train with the first team they're going to try to get as much advice and, and and you know learn whatever they can um and it's just going to just have that that effect you you just know it's obviously going to inspire maybe the next messi or at least maybe um for, from a structural perspective or infrastructure of, of how soccer is is run it'll be it would it would just show that there is there is money to be made there's imp- there's improvements that can be made. And if you take it seriously, we, we can, you know, the-, the United States can be a- an absolute force um, in 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 world football. Yeah. OK, thank End you of- for agreeing, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> uh, I want to just add this. This is um, obviously uh, we got to talk about Michael Ryan Ruiz. Michael Ryan Ruiz is, uh, is obviously a staple of the Levitard show. Uh, he's been on our show. He was on a couple weeks ago and Mike talking Ron-
3: about Messi he was on he gave us all the insight
1: he had uh, all all the details and specifics about how these negotiations were going and, and that it wasn't a lock for him to stay at PSG he you know he was very vocal about who <laughs> who was wrong uh, about <laughs> about the about the news and uh, you know, now he even said it on our show, he said like, you know, it, 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 he said it was a zero sum game, like whatever reporter that that said he was going to go to Barcelona or go to PSG or go to Saudi Arabia or whatever um, or go to MLS th- that they were the ones that were going to be right. But, bro, he was the only one saying he, he got was to be go right <laughs> to Miami yeah. and he was right and he celebrated his rightness quite a bit
3: uh he did the stugat celebration right here when you start taking puffs of heaters in the miami parking lot that's what you call the stugat celebration. so
1: my man if you didn't see this lebitard show they uh they had uh tweeted this video out of uh <laughs> of just uh smoking in the uh uh obviously in the parking lot right yeah i mean
3: the elser studio
1: it looks <laughs> it looks like a, clearly a dungeon or whatever um and there's uh, do, Mike doesn't smoke. Neither does I, Dan. I Levitar. don't think so.
3: I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're just laughing and smoking, uh, and and uh, we smoking
2: that Fabrizio pack. <laughs> <laughs> that's what up. they're
3: smoking. And that's
1: what it is. They were smoking on that Fabrizio pack. And the the um, <laughs> the caption on the tweet says smoking that hater pack. And it says you can't spell fabrication without. Bad. I have a
3: genuine question for you guys. Go Is for it. Fabrizio going to take a hit from this Lionel Messi thing because he has been wrong about just about everything? <laughs> First, it was he was going to extend with PSG. Then it was oh, the extension didn't happen because PSG didn't want it to. Then it was Barcelona pushing. Then the Saudis. Fab never had him going to Inter Miami.
1: Right. Yeah. This this was a um this was a this was a Fabrizio L. He doesn't take many rare Fabrizio rare Fabrizio L. Rare Fabrizio L. Um I would say does he
2: take a hit I look the easy answer, I, my instinct is no because he has No everyone's going to still see his graphic that he confirmed Messi like right to right the observer, no one knows it looks like yeah
1: <laughs> but I I don't blame Mike for being very loud because uh, Fabrizio has millions and millions yeah. of followers incredibly influential I even remember this we were on Twitch a couple years ago and, and Fabrizio uh, got on, was on Twitch doing like transfer news and yeah, all like that's a deadline day show And yeah and Fabrizio once um, he raided us he he sent a raid of so all based uh-huh. on twitch you can take all your viewers and send them to another creator another mm-hmm. streamer and he did that for us once and we went from having like 35 viewers to like i mean it must have been 000, thirty five <laughs> <You could've>, thousand. Yeah. <laughs> i was like ah, okay hold on we ra- <laughs> we we make jokes about blangola are you sure you want to <laughs> be here for this it's a it's a very silly show <laughs> And not really as credible as as Fabrizio Romano. So the uh, uh, for a lot of people, and I, and I think especially a younger generation, he is he is the voice of like, especially during off seasons, during transfer windows, he is my he is my news source. I don't know anyone else to to even go to. So no, the uh, Fabrizio right now is an, institu- in, an institution, but. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not mad at Mike for for doing this. For, no, no,
2: it's yeah. his win to celebrate. Like,
1: <laughs> right, because Mike is not a. a, a, a he's you know, not gonna
2: have beef with Fabrizio for the rest of his life. <laughs> like, it's just take the take the L in this situation and. Yeah,
1: you know, so enjoy it. I, I wonder. Does it call into question anything about uh, Fabrizio's uh, journalism
2: or anything like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so because there's so many sources and so many things. Like he could have got that PSG scoops or the scoops that end up being wrong from someone who was close to Messi. And right. you know, maybe that he was thinking about it at the time.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough game because it is, I mean it's a lot of a lot of ju- he said she said. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean tra- well, the sources are so important. Like my biggest thing is all of this shows he doesn't have any MLS. Or maybe not an MLS, he doesn't have any inter Miami sources. All of his news was coming from the other side rather right, than right. inter Miami. And it's just like if you're at least in my opinion if you're doing, like, serious journalism, not to, like, you know, call it his journalism <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but, bro, you got to be checking all the sides. Inter-Miami has been rumored to be in this for a while, and it was mostly Mike Ryan. Yeah. But no, but,
2: like, c- since Inter-Miami was founded...
3: Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Like,
2: that's just to Seriously. bring Messi to MLS.
1: No lie. Right, right, and it's a yeah, like we used the word journalism. Feels like a, a very <laughs> <laughs> Well, <that's laughs> a strong it's, word it's to a, use. <laughs> Has a lot of gravitas for what we're <laughs> discussing right now. Um, it is a um, yeah. I don't. I don't think this is a thing to be like. Um, Mad at Fabrizio or anything? I just think I like the feud. I look when yeah. journalists argue with each other. I'm like, this is I'm having popcorn. This is a reality show. It's a it's like the most trivial thing to be like sort of arguing over. But I do think the the it, it a high, Mike the, the the journalism angle. Uh, I, I I this is where I have a lot of respect for Mike because he really was just like constantly reminding Fabrizio on several tweets. And if you go through, if you go through <laughs> Mike Ryan's. Twitter. Just the replies. He has, (laughs) it's, it's, bro, his Twitter looks like a a CVS receipt, bro. It (laughs) is long. He's going through every single instance where he told Fabrizio, like, hey, man. Don't you don't tweet this because I'm t- I'm telling you I'm hearing otherwise. So I don't know if he was initially DMing and he wasn't getting a response. So he's like, yo, I got, I'm got i gonna have to put this on
2: main. I'm surprised he hasn't blocked him. <laughs>
1: that would be the funniest. I hope that happens so fast. That's so fun now. But the, then the thing now is I I, I want to see how much um uh because I think the the the, the barometer the the fabrisometer. <laughs> It's a word now. Well, let's put it into the lexicon. Um, but it, it's if he if he starts d- reporting more on uh, on MLS, There's going to be Di
2: Maria linked. Yeah, stats it's has just been linked for a while. like yeah, I remember talking. You have these links.
1: I remember talking to uh, Tom Boger was here a couple months ago. And uh, and we were talking about that because Tom Boger is the American Fabrizio. Yeah, Tommy a little bit. Scoops. Tommy Scoops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and he, he's sort of becoming uh you know that, that person in the US. So when Tom was uh, uh was saying whenever Fabrizio uh, the occasional like once or twice a year, he'll tweet about an MLS player, uh, uh you know, a transfer player coming in or coming out, he's he Tom is just like yo bro, this is my jurisdiction. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, and he
2: credited him once last summer. I can't remember who it was. Right, but, uh, right. He did give the credit on the, the final. Exactly, opening. exactly. So
1: it's a, it, it's a, um, it's a thing where I, I want to see if, if, if basically, Fabrizio. This is the influence Fabrizio has. That if he is tweeting about your league, your league is more relevant. So that yeah. that's kind of the power. he has. and let's see if he continues that, and maybe maybe there'll now be more uh, uh, MLS agents that are like in his ear and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, again. We, Tom is Tom is our American Fabrizio, so we're gonna do. We obviously, we we imagine that he has a, a, a little superiority and or seniority
2: here, <laughs> but but it, it uh, fascinating uh, nonetheless. So look, I mean, if any leaks is coming out of MLS HQ, they're gonna give it to Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. for sure. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: I I tweet at Tom all the time, just personal secrets, <laughs> I have nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> He's telling me to stop, but I'm like, you need to report the news. Um, <laughs> It was very dumb. <laughs> um, okay, I want to. I, I didn't get to mention it up front, but we have a, a, a very uh, big interview on today's episode yes. because uh, we are. <laughs> I had a, a conversation with Thomas Frank, the uh, manager for Brentford, because. The uh, uh, Brentford and a couple other Premier League clubs are going to be playing in the Premier League Summer Series. Uh, And uh, so I had a conversation uh, with him and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But I just got to remind you, uh, you, Jack, everybody that y'all need to chill sometimes, bro, because, (laughs) you know, all this messy news is 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 getting me hot. And not not in the not in a gross way, not in, in the good way. <laughs> it is just uh, it's 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 exciting. It's steamy because uh, uh, the, the best way to, to to chill on any, you know, I'm going to be watching MLS season pass. Some of these Inter Miami
3: when I'm watching Messi sweat down there all the way in <laughs> South Florida.
1: OK, out in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, can we get can we get a live stream of Messi stuck in traffic in Florida <laughs> because you don't want to be that guy. I lived in Miami for a year, it's bad.
2: <laughs> okay? So
1: he's going to learn real uh real fast, but uh he or or us as as fans uh can always use an ice cold uh Coors Light uh, uh to chill. But and and this is the best part, obviously, when you know when the uh, a Coors Light is cold enough and perfect enough to drink because you see those ice, you see those blue mountains right on a dead giveaway. It's a dead giveaway. It's a, it's, it couldn't be any easier. This is like it's it's a it's a a beer, but it's also a you know a a, a signal, you know, a reminder. That signal exactly. So so uh, that's the move. Uh, I know you were you were mentioning something about the, the yeah, mountains. Yeah,
2: so so I was in Amsterdam about a month ago, and I don't know, I was just in like a corner store picking up something to eat, uh-huh. and I saw these Europeans looking at the Coors lights on the shelves and they, they saw the Blue Mountains and it was clear to me that it was the first time they'd ever <laughs> seen them because they were completely fascinated. And I was like, this makes me feel like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Look at that. Look, just, uh, you know, the
1: Europeans are generally like uh, very impressed by our, our our attention to detail about, uh, about things that might f- feel a little bit trivial. But all of a sudden... Now they don't have that, that's they don't have that kind of beer in their uh, in their country. So uh, shout out to Coors Light for putting those uh, Blue Mountains right on there. So when you choose to chill, pair your plans with an ice cold Coors Light. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cool Again. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. <laughs> now. Let's uh, have a chat uh, with uh, with Thomas Frank. This is an absolute honor for me to speak to a Premier League manager. Uh, you've already heard how dumb this show is. And the fact that he is on this <laughs> program on this same exact episode shows just the level of uh, of caliber and quality that the Cooligans has achieved to now have a Premier League manager on the show. So uh, here it goes. Here's my conversation with Thomas Frank. I'm absolutely honored to introduce our next guest. Uh, We've had uh, plenty of coaches and managers, usually a lot of, uh, you know, uh, MLS managers uh, that we've had on the show. This is, I believe, our first Premier League manager so i i uh, gonna have to be buttoned up incredibly (laughs) proper and appropriate because i i want to make sure by the end of this interview uh that he would like to come back on this show uh but i absolutely honored to be joined by the manager of brentford football club thomas frank thank you so much for joining me thomas
4: thank you christian much appreciated
1: it's an absolute honor obviously we have to talk about the premier league uh, uh summer series uh brentford will be uh participating. I'm just uh, curious, uh, have you been a part of things like this before? Because as an American soccer fan, I've uh, obviously seen a lot of, uh, you know, Premier League clubs, Come and play here, and it's always a, it's, it's, it's an exciting time because you get to, uh, you know, Br- Brentford fans will finally be able to get to all meet each other in the U.S. Because a lot of times fans are usually, uh, you know, talking on Twitter and on, on social media. But then to be all in the same place at the same time. But have you been a part of anything uh, like this before in your career, uh, you know, uh, heading to America to play in a preseason?
4: No, unfortunately not. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know the players are as well. Uh, As a club, we are. We look forward to to get over uh, to you guys and um, hopefully show us from our best side.
1: Okay. Uh, You're going to be playing in, uh, uh, obviously, three different matches uh, in Philadelphia, uh, in Atlanta, uh, and also in Maryland. Any particular city that you... Are like oh I want to make sure I see this or try this. I mean, obviously, when you think of Philadelphia, like Philly cheesesteak and all these other things. What have people been telling you the most that you have to try while you're uh, while you're in town?
4: Yeah, to be fair, I want to I want to I want to focus on uh, on the football, but <laughs> when I'm all there, uh, I have to uh, do a bit of sightseeing. We have to get out. Uh, and um, and and explore uh, the culture and history, and especially I think in Washington, I think that'll be big for me. To be right. fair, I've been there before um, to watch the monuments and uh, the historical areas, and um, I'll, I'll do that again. I will actually meant it, make it mandatory uh, for the players to do it, so they need a little bit of education, I think
1: that is fair uh yeah and 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 i and i think they've have have they earned that i mean it's been an incredible season uh for brentford i mean you guys have been uh, uh You've just obviously playing very, very well. And, you know, we've heard the obviously the last game of the season, Obviously you, you uh, defeated Manchester City uh, for a second time. Uh, have the players earned a, a, a chill preseason or are we are we being a little bit more strict with them so that they can prepare for the following season?
4: They have to earn a few days off in the off season. <laughs> then they need to work hard in the off season, and then in the preseason they have to work unbelievable hard. Uh, okay, so okay. we can go even higher next year. So <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> not. Maybe maybe a little bit of a downtown downtime uh, on a day off in, in America.
1: Maybe. Okay, that is fair. All right, you are uh, clearly a a kind but strict manager, and uh, so I appreciate that. Um, I, I want to talk about your career uh, a little bit. Um, you know, the the one thing uh, my my producer gave me, uh, you know, highlighted this note about you that you um, n- were an amateur footballer and and never played professionally, but obviously came through in the uh, the coaching ranks in uh, in Denmark. This has been uh, an interesting aspect. Uh, uh, when it comes to, I, I don't know if you know the um, the manager in France will still, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and his story that he became, you know, they, they keep highlighting that he, uh, you know, played football manager and that is how essentially how he became a full a, a, a real time manager, which I. Clearly, there was more involved than uh, than that. But this I, this idea of, of, uh, uh, of you know not, of not playing professionally and then uh, be, becoming uh, a coach is that a, a thing that you know maybe have you had to work uh, a little harder or a little bit more to prove that to people that you are capable of uh, doing such a job and and handling that those kind of responsibilities? Do people kind of look at your resume a little bit more uh, uh, you know thoroughly because of that?
4: Uh, not anymore, uh, but definitely, <laughs> of course, uh, in the in the beginning um, of my career, no doubt about that. Uh, to be fair, when I started coaching football uh, close to thirty years ago, uh, the, the first ten years were grassroots football. Just loved coaching kids and, and young people. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And then I got professional, full time coach when I was around. Uh, 30 years old um, and then the last 19 years has been uh, build my full-time full-time job Um, but throughout that journey it's never it's not been okay i want to be a premier league manager in the future you know i just took it step by step enjoyed my time tried to do my best every single day and then uh, i was privileged enough to to get offered uh, the next job opportunities and uh and now I'm here I'm in, in, in the Premier League, and that's um, that's a dream uh, come true, definitely.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I came through the ranks just telling jokes in comedy clubs, and now <laughs> I am interviewing a Premier League manager. Didn't think that this would happen with my life either. So it is <laughs> an absolute honor uh, I like that. Uh, as well. Um, the um, You uh, obviously uh, coached the, the, the uh, Denmark uh, youth teams, and, and I, I'm interested in a little bit of that. Uh, history. I I don't know if you um, coached Christian Erikson, but obviously I I just, out of curiosity, you did Perfect. So uh, obviously with uh, obviously what we saw happen to him uh, at at the Euros and obviously not only just for uh, I'm sure someone who is a a friend and and a a player that you've coached, but to, to see what happened, uh, but Obviously, it was very, very tragic. But for him to come back and obviously playing now at Manchester United and see, uh, you know, what happened with his uh, life and, and career, uh, what what did it mean to you to now see him, you know, playing again?
4: No, it's, of course, a fantastic story um, in, in many ways. Uh, I coached him um, in the under-17 national team for a year. And then, as you know, we... Um, got him back to play after uh, that crazy situation so he played for Brentford for six months and then he <laughs> he moved on to two matches united so uh, uh, uh a crazy moment when he dropped literally dead to to, to yeah. the ground um and they were all worried for yeah for for, for yeah, that half an hour how, how long it was mm-hmm. before we got the the good news that he Um, didn't have any significantly uh, injuries and he he could still carry on uh, luckily. And then six months later, he decided he wants to play football again. And then I decided to give him a call. It was actually my son who who told me, Dad, why don't you give Christian a call? Yeah, maybe you're right. And then I gave (laughs) Christian a call and he said, Hi, Thomas. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm good. And then we spoke back and forth. And then he said, I actually thought about you. He said, so uh," I said, good, because I thought about you. So do you want to come play for Brentford? Yeah, maybe. And then we started doing that.
1: That's I mean it's. it's uh you know, the roller coaster of emotions and obviously that's uh absolutely you know beautiful story and 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 part of you know you are uh, clearly a factor and, and part of uh, of uh, his return uh, uh, to football so that's absolutely incredible uh, I had mentioned the 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 uh, the detail about Manchester City I, I loved it in your press conference uh, you had you know a reporter had mentioned to you uh, you know how do you feel about beating Manchester City twice and you had mentioned that uh, you know now you think uh, pep is going to be out for you uh in the next uh next season but what what level of uh of of pride um do you have necessarily about you know about beating this obviously the Premier League champions uh twice and is there anything you know in particular you know when it comes to playing a team uh like that that you that you do you prepare differently for Manchester City compared to some of the other clubs
4: um, um, yeah, uh, yes, uh, but I prepare differently to, to the 19 other clubs uh, because they're all different, all different small tweaks, different styles. So I need to prepare differently to, to every team. Uh, so And it's the same amount of work that goes in to prepare for every team. Um, but of course, we need to prepare uh, for have the ball a little less against Man City and uh, try to uh, control the offensive strength and, and, and power, uh, firepower. Uh, but of course, it's, um, it's a fantastic story. They've managed to beat them twice in a season where they, in my opinion, hopefully win the triple because what a narrative it would be for our fans. and They will love uh, the narrative of the world's best yeah, team. I and the triple winners, Manchester City, is only little Brentford, the boss stop and Hounslow, they actually managed to beat them.
1: Yeah, is it uh, when it comes to uh, f- facing maybe them or just any other? You know, obviously the the big clubs with with. Um you know clearly lots of history these these strong fan bases as a as a premier league uh manager is there any is there any nerves is there anything in particular like when, when you're sitting uh on the uh, on the touchline in the technical area next to some of these managers some of your 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 counterparts is it has it has it settled in is there any uh, you know i i don't want to say like uh, um the the not imposter syndrome kind of a thing, but is there a, a a strong sense of self that like I especially after getting these these very big victories against these big teams, what does it do for the confidence of Thomas Frank?
4: Um, first you know I'm um, of course the first time in the Premier League uh, last year you at in at some of the against some of the bigger clubs uh, or, or big names, you know maybe for 10 seconds i'm thinking oh that's quite cool while i'm playing against these guys uh but you know 10 seconds into the game it's just a battle just one battle to win i don't care who is on the other side and when 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 after those 10 seconds is only about winning and no respect uh, yeah respect but you know no uh, no fear uh i'll put it that way um and does it give me more to win against the big six yeah i guess it's it's <laughs> it's nice, but uh, it basically, to be fair, it's three points. And if we then lose to a team in the bottom, and don't get those three points. Then that, that hurts us, you know, just as much. Of course,
1: um, I, I wanted some on, on a more serious note. Obviously, we, we've seen the. Um, the the uh, sort of the outcome uh, with with obviously your player uh, with Ivan Tony I, I I'm curious about your relationship with the player and just simply having the conversation uh, with him like as as a as a manager as a coach how do you uh, I don't know if it's necessarily console the player, or, or but but what, how does that? Uh, what advice or what uh, support uh, do you give uh, do, give to give the player in, in a moment that's obviously very difficult, personally and uh, you know and obviously at the club level.
4: I try to uh, try to give my supporters as, as much as I can, and supporters to to call him and speak with him about. Uh, life and situation and, and and going forward i think it's more the uncertain uh, uncertain things in life that that is the most difficult things to 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 deal with now he know the um, sanction and he know he's out for eight months and now it's just to uh, progress and move forward uh, and then support him along the way and i'll do that
1: OK, yeah, it's a uh, I, I think for a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I, w- as I was watching uh, and reading the story, I think the thing I uh, appreciate uh, just so is kind of the candidness of, of, of simply saying, like, um, yes, I was struggling with this problem and, and being kind of uh, vulnerable uh, about it. So I, I, it's something I, I applaud, uh, I think, Ivan Tony for uh, at least being very, very sincere about something like that, some, uh, something that he was going through.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think it's important. to. Yeah. We're all only human beings, and uh, we all have ups and downs, so I think it's natural.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, All right. So, look, the uh, obviously the Premier League Summer Series uh, is uh, kicking off uh, and uh, uh, Brentford will be playing in three matches, uh, one against Fulham, uh, one against uh, Brighton uh, and Hove Albion. uh, And the other is against Aston Villa. Any um, any particular, uh, you know, uh, any particular uh, matchup that you are most excited about uh, out of these uh, out of these three?
4: No, not not massively, but of yeah. course we we're facing Fulham. That's a local rival, so uh, we're looking forward to that game definitely.
1: Okay, well, uh, you know, we we spoke to Tim Ream uh, about uh, about that, about that game. And he's also quite uh, excited about it. So it would be great to see, obviously, those those rivalries here (laughs) in the in the U.S. So, uh, Thomas Frank, thank you so much uh, for joining me. I really appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time. Best of luck uh, uh, in the the Premier League Summer Series and uh, best of luck in uh, the next season uh, in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, best of luck to you and, and all your players so thank you so much for joining me
4: thank you christian it's been a pleasure take care
1: all right shout out to thomas frank brentford manager uh go check out the the premier league summer series if you want to watch uh some of the preseason matches out uh across the u.s uh, brentford will be playing in three matches and uh yeah it's a uh, just a dope thing i mean I, i've seen have you got you've gone to you've gone to plenty of like the, the friendlies in the summer uh, yeah. in the u.s They're always like really fun i've seen Obviously, Everton, I've seen Arsenal, uh, uh, Man United. I've seen a bunch of other clubs. I have, have, any uh, memorable
2: uh, memorable ones for you? Yeah, I saw Villa in the U.S. in 2012 in mm-hmm. Chicago, Villa versus Chicago Fire. And then Villa played Minnesota United in 2019. So got to see them twice. Sweet. Um, and then also, like, obviously, we worked together on ICC. Yeah. Um, I went to a lot of those, like Madrid Derby. That was those crazy are, yeah, in that those life. Are, those are wild. Yeah, um, yeah. But Didn't somebody get, there were, Wasn't
1: there red in that game? Yeah, I really red. I think it was, it was a Costa. Like, there was right. a huge, huge brawl. in New He had scored, like, three goals, and he got sent off. And, like, <laughs> I'm
2: like, bro, it is literally a friendly. Why are you getting a red card? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think even, I know we're switching off Messi, but people are just going to want to see Messi play in a competitive setting, because they've seen him play in a friendly. Right, right. And, you know, there's probably more clubs that want to come now over and play friendlies.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's going to be wild, just linking up with just, <laughs> Messi and Joseph Martinez and <laughs>
2: Campana. It's gonna be it's gonna wild. those like 20 year old midfielders get like a, an extra long transplant. Dude. <laughs> Messi's not running. Like it's gonna say. be wild. I am excited to see it. All right. Uh let's move on.
1: You mentioned Aston Villa and I, I do have to uh I have never gotten the chance to really have a, this conversation with you, but you are. You are the you and Luis Miguel Echegaray are my in my brain <laughs> the like the villa. I mean, if they have you know statues of villa fans you are the two uh, literally the first two people i think about uh but your aston villa fandom uh i i've seen a couple of clips of you talking about it but like let's let's get into it why you know sometimes people ask me why the hell do you choose everton <laughs> now i can finally go
2: i i can Pay it forward. Why the hell did you choose Aston Villa? Right. Well, first, it's an honor to be included in the same sense as Louis Miguel. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a lot. He's, he's a great guy and, and also an inspiration. But yeah, I feel you because as an Everton fan, I'm sure people have asked you that question. So a million times. It's yeah. funny because like we go back to the the origin story, and I guess I'll give you a, kind of a, I don't know, I guess it's a long podcast, so I can give you a full <laughs> version. But okay, I've, yeah. done, I've done some videos about it because so many people have asked me, but it's funny that you are an Everton fan because originally, like, that's kind of where it stems from—is a Villa versus Everton match, um, right. kind of like 2008. Um, I'd seen the 2006 World Cup, but I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I didn't come from a family with a deep soccer history. Didn't really have any like cultural touch points right, with the right, game, right. and and didn't understand the game. Like, I played until I was 10 years old, and I was like, "Why am I running around, when I <laughs> swing a bat <laughs> once, and then sprint?" Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. It, it wasn't a part of my childhood or, or upbringing, but saw the World Cup. I saw these fans; I was so passionate. I'm like, "Why do people care this much?" Yeah, I and mean, yeah. by that time, I kind of was getting burned out on American sports. Right, like there's a little too many commercials, and sometimes not enough action and the last yeah, yeah. three seconds. Takes, they just they weren't enough. Like commercials, <laughs> that was <they laughs> <weren't>, Yeah, <laughs> those that was, would have been that totally was the fine. issue. <laughs> that was the issue, man. So. Uh, one day, I, I randomly just like flipped on the TV early in the morning, and soccer that was the only thing that was on, and mm-hmm. it was Villa versus Everton. It was that crazy three-two game. Uh, Julian Lescott had just scored like a bicycle kick to make a two-two, right, right, right. and then right at the other end, Ashley Young comes in, scores three-two, and from that moment, I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna like learn a little more about this team. Like, what is this name, Aston Villa? Like, I hear these all these like Uniteds or FC yeah. or I don't know, everyone. Everyone kind of has a, a similar name like that, it seemed like, or at least amongst some of yeah. the big clubs. Yeah, following like unique, yeah. Yeah, my friends are following like Milan, Bayern, Man United, Real, mm-hmm. Barca, and I don't know. For some reason, I thought, oh, well, let's just not take the easy route here. <laughs> I have nothing attached, no skin in the game, and yeah. I can just pick anyone. So, yeah, why not pick a difficult path? Right, um, right, right, right. But <laughs> I don't know, I think like, it was funny because I was I was at my brother's place in Seattle and he has our old PS2 and we were playing NFL Street and I found like the team that I had made and randomly like I had just picked Villa Colors as <laughs> my team oh, okay. and I like didn't didn't know them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like a, a month ago I was like, "Well, this is kind of crazy, right?" <laughs> but I love the colors, love the name and just started following them and then next couple of years like started playing FIFA Young and like they're like super pacey, so you right. you could actually compete against Barcelona because that's who everyone picked uh, online. Uh, this guy, uh, well, I,
1: well, how do you? I don't want to butcher his name. A Bangalore, Bon bu- Lahore, he, he's like a pundit now. Yeah, now right?
2: he's a pundit for talk sport, and everybody like, gets mad at him because I he gives <laughs> out some crazy <laughs> tips, bro. <laughs> I, I, think think I, I, was was I think his title is Wind Up Merchant. Yeah, <laughs> <But laughs> right, Yeah, I got yeah. A, I got a selfie with him in Chicago in 2012. Okay, so okay. I was, I was Yeah, yeah. No, it's like I don't know. I I mean, he just
1: has, I guess. Football takes so the wor-
3: He is the worst football. <laughs> <team>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I, but but that I feel like in England it's that that is its own like job, like you have to the the skip yeah, for you're lack like exempt of yeah, from
2: libel laws or something, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I mean, make your money. I guess do whatever you got to do. Uh, Aston Villa this season, uh, obviously after bringing in Unai Emery, uh, they really look like a they're back on, you know, they're, they're they're back to be the the Aston Villa of old, uh, winning titles and and that's what it, we're sort of kind of going to. Um, obviously qualifying for Europa uh, Conference League. Um, the I I want to I, I I'm I'm trying to be as polite as possible because a couple of months a couple <laughs> months ago I was not here. So I please Aston Villa fans. I just want to just set this up properly. I was not here. But, uh, yes, I, I am responsible for what happens on this show uh, because uh, Alexis was here with uh, uh, with guest Christine Coupo and Aston Villa came up in some way. I don't remember the exact context. I'm honestly
3: very surprised at the comments we got because I thought that video was largely positive when I put it out. <laughs> and then the comments were like, you don't know anything, these <laughs> Americans are. I was like, bro, the Peaky Blinders are coming so after me. E-
1: essentially, the, the, the kind of crux of the video was just about how Aston Villa Villa is like kind of a sort overachieving of, overachieving. But overachieving but also like kind of an uninteresting club like ultimately middling yeah 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 middle <laughs> table just kind of you know uh, been relegated they're, they're back or whatever uh, just a, a club that I, I think for people or at least American uh, uh, soccer fans that pay attention to like top six Aston Villa doesn't really pique their interest per se uh, and there was a lot of like you know this is a wash club it's boring and blah 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 And Aston Villa fans got so mad. Just this wave about Americans. They don't know nothing about football. Stick to (laughs) NFL. Stick to basketball. uh, And it's like, whatever. I mean, we we offended your religion, sir. I apologize. (laughs) So, So, like, I get it. But the... The I guess my question to you is uh, the we we saw the negative of of saying something uh, about Aston Villa fans and and I can I think I would probably respond uh, uh, similarly if somebody said something negative about Everton uh, just because I'm more familiar with the club. Um, but what are the as an American uh, Aston Villa fan, you've obviously uh, been uh, over and and watched a bunch of games. But what's the community like of Aston Villa fans? How do they welcome you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the community has been very welcoming. Of course, I'll get some comments on my videos every day that says, go back to NFL. That just, like, kind of comes okay, with yeah. the territory, <laughs> so I don't know. It just, nothing really bothers me anymore, but um, everyone has been so welcoming. The last game I was over uh, was February 2022. Um, it was a crazy 3-3 draw against Leeds. Right. Easily would have won if we didn't have Gerard as the manager. <laughs> uh, but... Um, yeah, people like help me find tickets. I paid like 40 pounds for someone's season tickets and they were in the third row. So like people were happy to sell me their tickets, buy me a beer at the pub, like yeah. happy to meet up. And I try to pass this on to other people who have asked me like, how do you get tickets? And I've said like using Twitter as a tool, like use it as a call to action. People in the community are happy totally. to, to help you to have that experience, especially like Coming over for your first game. Yeah, that
1: that's what I love. I think uh, you, as an Everton fan as well. The the, the I've I've gone to you know Carabao. I've gone to an away Everton game, and that and that was kind oh, of just amazing. just yeah. you know getting support from the community and 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 you know talking to people on Twitter and stuff like that. But that's the thing. I kind of um, the internet uh, European football fans are not the same as the in person. European football fans. Like, yeah, completely. it's just like there is a, yeah, they might say like, you know, uh, stick to soccer and blah, blah, blah. But when you're there or you're actually communicating with people, they love, they love that we're fans of their like hometown club. Doesn't it it yeah, literally yeah. brings joy to their eyes.
2: Yeah, so many people, like so many people ask me there, why do you support Villa or why do you why do you still follow yeah. so like, <laughs> cuz we're we're on the went, fence you could run with anyone but <laughs> yeah like like you said like it, maybe it's easy to hide behind a faceless egg yeah, photo yeah. and just tweet whatever you want i mean i wish they there's would a, there's a lot of like authentic I, people i, I wish other.
1: they would hide behind the egg like they used to but now uh, after elon they really they just they they put their whole <laughs> their profile photo right there and just let you
2: know uh, their, their terrible opinion um,
3: what was it? Let me ask you a quick question, Jack. What was it like supporting them while they were in the championship?
2: Yeah, well, it's actually really funny. I saw your guys show the other day and you were talking about Ariel Hawani and how yeah, he, <laughs> he, yeah, he yeah. and then you see him with a forest sticker and like Villa went down, Mike, and people were like, are you still going to support Villa? And I said, like, what kind of question is that? Yeah. Like, I'm, st- I'm stuck, right? Like I wasn't even, look- <laughs> I wasn't even looking for an out because I know there's, it's not really an option. So, um, awesome. Championships weird though, man. Like you get a lot of games. Luckily now with ESPN you can see uh huh pretty much all of them. But I think the first year it wasn't like that. It was like just the I follow player. So there's mm-hmm. so a lot of games or during the week, um, and it was horrible for two years. But then like the third year we put some magic together and won ten games in a row. Yeah. And I honestly, imagine like get... until this year, <laughs> until this year, like that was probably the most fun season I've had following. Cause like when I started following, we were getting like six those years, mm-hmm. but I think the first year I really followed was like twenty ten eleven, and we got like ninth. And from there, it just been yeah. And well. yeah. I was gonna say,
3: I imagine it's pretty cool to just interact with different fan bases who you know you don't normally see up in the
2: Premier League. Right, 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 right. right yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like Championship fans are are great. They're very very dedicated and mm-hmm. s- completely starved of success <laughs> in a lot of a lot of instances. I'll but. be
1: honest. Look, I do not want to have. A fun season in the championship with Everton. Okay, I don't
2: care how fun it is. I was relieved like for you Just because like, I don't know a ton of Everton fans you and maybe Aaron Durand who always sends us the Premier League shirts Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, you know those two guys <laughs> and, 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 and Michael Bell, but he's up to a lot of other stuff. Sure. You, so sure. It's more no, than just Everton. It's so funny, man It's just the
1: uh, just, just the I mean the concern uh throughout even throughout the throughout the season but just even in that game when Leicester scored the damn goal I'm just like goddamn West Ham useless <laughs> club why should, they should be relegated <laughs> very very frustrating but uh, so no, uh, it, uh, that, that's awesome, and I hope. Uh, look, I hope if Villa can pick up uh, more fans as they find uh, more success throughout uh, throughout the year. Um, you, you mentioned Steven Gerrard, uh, and, I, and I remember there was a game against Everton. There was something about something about Steven Gerrard as a manager that. Is so unlikable. I don't know. There's something. He doesn't do anything.
2: <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Like Unai is out there conducting the orchestra, and Gerard was like happy to just leave it on the bench and frown when we were right like, just losing and like kinda yeah didn't do anything. There was like yeah. There's like a. There was. I a- think he, he had a. Gr- he, like I don't want to just completely bash him then because he had a great influence on players and helped to sign some really yeah, big yeah. names, and I think he could be useful for someone in that sense. But he wasn't the brains of their operation. And when Michael Beale left, like. It's clear the the wheels have gone off the car too.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, it was. uh they, they, I just have a uh, image of him, like sort of antagonizing Everton fans after Villa. I think Villa won uh, at Goodison yeah. Park, and I, and it was a. Uh, I mean, I understood it because obviously he's a Liverpool guy, but there was also as a manager, it just looked a little bit like, all right, you're. It's it's almost like it was you're making really it a close about-
2: game too. It's really
1: cool Right, right. It's game. almost. It like- but he's like making it about him. That that's what it's kind of felt like, and uh, I could understand why it didn't possibly work out too well
2: uh, at <laughs> Philip, but things things are uh, all, uh, doing uh, they a lot better. I right. mean, like, no, Emery's a tactical genius. Like, he just plays a stunning brand of football, yes. and a, I honestly and wake up and I'm like. Our manager, it's right. amazing. Uh, yeah,
1: and Arsenal fans couldn't get past that You said "Good evening." That, that was, they were like, "No, we cannot, we cannot respect this man." Anyway, uh, everybody's doing all right. The um, okay, you mentioned uh, we were talking about West Ham for a moment. Yeah, West Ham did win uh, the Europa Conference. Not League. so
3: useless after all. Hey. <laughs> they had other focuses. <laughs> they couldn't help me out when I needed them. <laughs>
1: The uh, West Ham wins the Europa Conference League. Uh, I think the, the the notable things here, uh, obviously the the, the game winning goal. you see the goal from Jared Bowen? Uh, yeah, that's,
2: that's like the goal you just dream of. I mean,
1: like, the pass from uh, Lucas that was unbelievable, uh, and then for him to to, to finish that, awesome uh, stuff. But really, I think the main highlight. Of this uh, this match is not wasn't the, the was wasn't anything that happened in the game uh, wasn't anything that happened in the trophy celebration it was what happened in the locker room and former Everton manager David Moyes uh, dancing uh, in the locker room and because I apparently I think he promised that he would dance if uh, if they won and bro uh, he kept his word we're looking at it now. Uh, I mean, I don't you can. Yeah, it is. He's Scottish, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, if this is the the standard, I mean, you're not you're not going to be one of Beyonce's backup dancers anytime <laughs> soon, bro. I, it's it's mo, it's look and I don't want to make it a, a, you know, a racial thing. And what I don't want to do this It that.
3: is a racial thing, bro. It is a racial
1: <laughs> but the, it's it's the snapping of the fingers. And and hands above the shoulders.
3: My dad calls that the white man's overbuck. So <laughs> <laughs> moving your arms around.
1: The snapping of the fingers is that like he must know that this is he, he's he's being a stereotype. You can't do this, <laughs> David. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him. Great. Uh, look gr- amazing. Winning, winning a European title for West Ham, uh, who, who were a team. Might be that we're possibly facing relegation uh, up until the last. They were
2: down in there for a while.
1: Uh, So he has plenty of reasons to celebrate, but man, he could do better. Do better, David. I mean,
3: the funniest part of that video, honestly, was the song. I was like, would they have picked any other song (laughs) except for the Thousand Miles" or whatever it is? That's like, isn't that the only one they have over there? (laughs) The hips,
1: it's uh, (laughs) the hips are going. I mean, he got he has hip action. It's just a little bit like. You Know the, the, the torso, it, that
2: assistant coach. <laughs> took his head off.
1: The torso is not talking to the legs, you know exactly. what I mean? There's just not much communication between the limbs.
3: But <laughs> I think Alexis had a comment about the need to colonize the hips, and the British never colonized <laughs> the hips, they colonized everything else, just not the hips. <laughs>
2: but no, man, uh, 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 but
1: but congratulations! It was obviously a, a big, big victory for yeah, West you- first trophy, yeah, yeah, um. Uh,
3: Eight teams now, eight English teams in Europe next season because they won this. That's right. That's right. Um, Villa, obviously, Villa, one of them.
2: Forty uh, percent um, of the prom.
3: Yeah, literally forty percent. <laughs> what is this? The, the MLS Cup playoffs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody,
1: <Seriously. laughs> half the table is qualifying. Um, the we were t- also uh, West Ham, uh, f- f- essentially facing relegation, um, and and still end up winning uh, 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 a trophy in our, in in this in Europe. A huge, huge victory, um, and I, I want to talk about this this sort of like struggle because they had this team had uh, you know obviously Declan Rice it's it's pretty clear he's he's probably going to Arsenal uh, or, or he's definitely leaving uh, West Ham. So there was there was a lot of like you know who knows what the future of West Ham is going to look like, especially if maybe they get relegated or, or whatever. But they they clearly put a priority. Uh, on the tournament, at, at some point they were like, "All right, I, we think we'll probably stay up, but let's really put all our eggs in this Europe basket, right?"
2: Yeah, you know, like they had some games against pretty mediocre teams that they thought were winnable, but yeah, as you said, it was all Europe,
1: right? And it it, it sort of leads the uh, into the next conversation. We're we're talking about the, the U.S. Open Cup, and uh, we're down to the final four. It's oh uh, my god,
3: Cincy, Miami, Rail, Salt Lake. I forget who the Houston fourth. Houston Houston, yeah. Houston. Um, and the, uh,
1: the uh, when you look at some of the clubs and and you know LA Galaxy is one of them who th- that that's the one where I felt like all right this this might be something that could you know obviously please their fan base who are very upset about how this season is going um and and if, not only do they lose but then it also looks like they are uh losing their star striker in in Chicharito Hernandez who who I I don't know we, we don't have the diagnosis yet his, it was a non-contact injury. Uh, I'm gonna. Su- I, I assume ACL. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, I hope it is not that. But um, the but the idea of teams that focus on the cup competitions when they know the league is basically done in MLS. That's not really a thing because you can you you, you can just finish last and there's no real penalty. But this uh, the West Ham seems like it did it, and and, and it's a way to. Turn things around and and improve um, things for obviously for the next season. But these teams, like, what, what do you feel about that concept of just like g- go for the trophy regardless of where you are in, in the league?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think any competition you're in, you should try to make an effort to go for it because, yeah, maybe the league's a priority and the league's paying you more money for a higher finish, like mm-hmm. we see in the prem. And so you you kind of have to make sure that you do decently in the league, but. For the fans, like a, a cup means so much. West Ham, that was their first trophy in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. A lot of West Ham fans have never seen them win a trophy. Yeah.
1: The, uh, what's the West Ham ambassador, the little kid?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know his name, uh,
2: but I,
1: I, I actually... have seen I, him all over. I've seen seeing our um Our editor of our shows is uh, uh, Jamie. Uh, he... Uh, he works for Copa 90 uh, in, obviously, in England, and he's a big West Ham fan, and he interviewed uh, yeah. the kid. Uh, took a
3: picture with him. It was dude, fun. <laughs> so
1: it's just like, it's just great when, like, a, a full-grown adult is like, yo, kid, I really
3: need you. I'm such a <laughs> fan.
1: This is like, it's like it's like, lo- like being a fan of somebody in the Mickey Mouse Club.
3: Like, it's just <laughs> Can great. I get five minutes <laughs> them, please
1: But this kid, I love this kid. It, I, I think it, it, it says a lot about, um, kind of, um, I don't know, like social media and and fandom nowadays, where even like these young kids are like, uh, uh, you know, he he was talking, he was crying, yeah, about the West Ham winning this title. He's like, I, he's ten, I think he's ten years old, and he's like, I can't believe West Ham. All my life, I've been supporting, you know, West, and it's like, all right, it's not that long. And now we got <laughs> one over Spurs. <laughs> right? He said he got one over
2: Spurs and the banter is already baked right in there. So but yeah, it- like the bragging rights for fans. Like, that's huge. You've won something. That's something tangible. Yeah. Instead of, oh, we finished eighth and you finished 12th.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This feels right. a little bit better. There's obviously something. Uh, yeah, something a tangible trophy that you can. It's a uh, cool
3: moment too. They all got to travel to Prague. All the fans who might not, you know, see each other all the right. time got to meet up in a different city. It was it was a cool experience. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just love. I mean, I think it. it I don't know where. I don't know if troops started it, you know. If this, is, it's, it's, is it little troops? We have now the little kids are gonna be <laughs> screaming back again. I hope, bro, the- <laughs> I
3: hope, bro, we don't have a lot of little troops. Please, <laughs> let's just not go down that path.
1: <laughs> no, it's great, man. Uh, it's entertaining. It's a huge part of it. But the, um, uh, so. The uh, US Open Cup, Cup, the Final Four. Have you been? How how much have you been paying attention to what's been going on with the LA Galaxy? And obviously, them. We've talked about it a lot. What what tends to happen when we talk about LA Galaxy is LA Galaxy fans are like, "Please stop talking about it. We know how bad we are." But LAFC fans are like, "Yo, talk about this more. This feels great. I love what you're talking about. I'm loving the content on this show." But what what do you make of what's going on with LA Galaxy?
2: It just seems like they need to hit the reset button on the PlayStation. Okay. Like, it's all bad.
1: Do do PlayStation still have reset buttons? No, they, they don't. <laughs> Damn, we're showing our age, bro. Yeah, just, just rip it out of the wall. <laughs> okay. I mean, the button is like on the controller now. Yeah, it's, it's too much a,
2: work. It's too much work. It's a lot. It's a lot going on.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a... Um, I think this loss of Chicharito is just so brutal. And, and I think, you know... It, it, obviously it hurts the league as well because obviously uh, Chicharito is a, a very big figure in the league and I think we were already seeing the graphics of you know Galaxy into Miami and, and we, were, we could yeah. already picture it. The social media team already yeah. had, they already had the images ready <laughs> um, and this is, obviously it's really bad for LA Galaxy, really bad for uh, Major League Soccer but uh, LA Galaxy, I could see them uh, just wooden spooning it, just Dead last. I don't. Yeah, they already w- are there. Yeah, so, yeah. I
2: don't know. Like maybe there's some kid in the academy that can get a shot now. Like I think that's <laughs> the only upside. The only upside. Like just try to give it to an academy kid.
1: Uh, so disappointing. Yeah, because uh, uh, it's it's difficult to see LA Galaxy be bad. I mean, uh, the, just the brand is such. You don't a-
2: expect to see them. Be
1: not at all. Bad. Not at all. Uh, uh, and they they have the um, the, uh, they got hit with the penalties of of uh, with Christian Pavon. Um, so, they uh, can't sign players this transfer window, um, or no foreign players, or something like that. And it's just it's from, from bad to worse, man. Just, uh, I wouldn't say Chicharito's their best player right now because he's having kind of a weird year. I think it's just like the face of the
3: club, though. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. He seems like the leader, too, away from the pitch. And that's something 100%. they really don't yeah, have. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, again, I hope he's okay. Um, all right, Jack. I want to just make sure we give uh, you a shout out and make sure let pe- to let people know where they can follow you. I know you do uh, clearly a lot of work on on TikTok, but you're you're everywhere. So uh, what? I, I, real quick, I, I'm what, what has been this uh, TikTok journey uh, for you? Because I mean, I, I know a lot of people they see the lots of followers and blah blah blah, but it's you know I, I've been we've been working in this social media game for a long time, uh, but for you to to kind of you know, you you were doing a lot of work for other brands and other companies, but to do it for yourself, what has been this journey like to, to, to build this audience for yourself?
2: Yeah, well, it feels great building it for myself. Like like you said, I've done it for clients and other brands for years and kind of understood like all the components of what you need to make successful social media. And TikTok like wasn't a thing five years ago, maybe it was, but yeah, like yeah. it was just dancing. Was and like
1: and mu- musically or something. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. So
2: um, one of our clients, like they were finding a lot of success with TikTok in gaming. And um, I was like, this, this is very interesting, learned a little more about it. And then I think it was like summer 2021, like right around the Euros, I was like, I don't know why I don't just like make my own content. Cause I had done podcasts before and I'd done yeah, some yeah. stuff before, but I don't know, I had stuff to say. So. I just decided to to start making it and like you said i'm everywhere i publish videos on TikTok, youtube instagram twitter yeah yeah it's all the same content because i think what you might the- as well take four chances with the same the same video and okay so. yeah dude, dude, that, thank you that was
1: a nice little inspirational even for me for my own social
2: media i'm like yo mike you <laughs> christian's, know about to start,
3: christian's about to start doing some <laughs> TikTok
2: dancing yeah because like i knew nothing about TikTok, and like i wasn't like oh there's trends and i don't know once in a blue moon, I'll actually do a, a trend or a trending audio or something, but I was like, I'll just make my own stuff and throw it there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, uh,
1: one of the hardest working people in, in soccer. So, uh, no, big up to you. And uh, I love, there's, there's a lot, even your content in itself, tough, it's just like, it's obviously very informational. You do a lot of like stat of the day, but one of my favorite things is you um, pronouncing. Teams that are in Europa League or like <laughs> Europa Conference League and like very like Danish teams and oh, German teams, the, the,
2: the Belgian teams, man, <laughs> they're, they're the best ones.
1: I mean, like I'm like, dude, this man is like a this, a multilingual king. <laughs> it's like it's like a what do they call
3: polyglot? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's like Romelu Lukaku.
1: Okay, right. so you know, I wish, man, I wish.
3: <laughs> I'm sure you get that all the time.
1: <laughs> I I tell people I'm poly and they don't know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> why don't you get it? You know, I'm, I'm, I speak a bunch of languages. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jack Grimsy, thank you so so much for joining me today and obviously uh, getting to uh, cover this news about Lionel Messi Uh, everybody follow Jack Grimsey Uh, is it at Jack
2: Grimsy everywhere yeah I try to keep it consistent
1: yeah and Jack G-R-I-M-S-E Jack Grimsy. go uh also is that is is that exactly how your name is pronounced like originally
2: well there's like a weird story where someone was in the military and then got kicked out but had to get Kickback in or something. Okay. Something <laughs> like many, many years ago. So they changed. They reversed like, their decision. Yeah. They changed the name. So there's not very many of us actually. But, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. That's how you say it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just curious. All right.
1: Uh, Everybody, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, we will have another guest host as well. Alexis will obviously still be coming back from... Insta- the Euro snob. That's a Insta- Insta-
2: dish, Insta- dish messy <laughs> 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 My man,
1: going to come back with a Turkish accent and hair plugs. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be great. Um, but yes, uh, Alexis, obviously, we'll, we'll the, the Champions League final, we'll cover it uh, uh, on Monday. And uh, well, I'm uh, assuming, who do you got? I mean, it's obviously...
2: Ooh, Probably see. It's, it's right? probably city,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, it'd be weird if anything else uh happened. So uh I don't know c-
2: Lugaku isn't is in the form of his life now. Yeah, that's
1: right. I mean when when you got uh Meg the Stallion by your side, bro, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be incredible. Uh you saw somebody just walk by the that's <laughs> uh Jack's friend, Ben. So just so anybody's out who's shocked that they didn't see someone walking around before.
3: pay yeah. no attention to the man behind <laughs>
1: the interview. It's all good. Uh everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Peace.